Hello everyone and welcome to the TLT Employment Law Podcast. My name is Leanne Armstrong. I'm a legal director in the employment team here at the firm. I'm delighted to be joined today by Stephanie Reid from organisation Menopause Spring and by partner and member of TLT's Women's Equality Network, Louise Chopra, for a discussion on women's health in the workplace with a specific focus on how employers can provide support and guidance for those going through menopause. Stephanie Reid is a menopause expert who provides training on menopause for corporates and individuals. She has extensive knowledge in the area of menopause, both in terms of its effects and managing symptoms. Louise Chopra is a member of Women's Equality Network here at TLT and was part of the subcommittee that helped the firm shape their menopause policy and firm-wide strategies and initiatives. When we look at the makeup of the workplace, one in three workers are over the age of 50 and 80% of women between 45 and 55 are in work. This means more employees who menstruate are going through menopause during their working lives and employers therefore need to ensure that workplaces are set up to support their specific needs during what is a normal transitionary period. This is an area that has seen some increased profile in Parliament and in the media, much to the help of some high-profile names, dare I say, Davina McCall, putting their weight behind raising awareness of symptoms, impact and available support. And then, of course, on the parliamentary side, the House of Commons Women and Equalities Committee have been pushing for reform to provide better support and protection for those experiencing menopause at work. They were tasked with producing a report to consider the legal framework around menopause and the workplace and they produced their report and recommendations last year. In that report, one of the key recommendations they made was the introduction of new legislation to make menopause a standalone protected characteristic under the equality legislation. This would mean that anyone experiencing the menopause would be automatically legally protected from discrimination, harassment and victimisation. In its response earlier this year, the government declined to take forward that recommended reform, taking the view that existing statutory provisions provided the necessary rights and protections for persons experiencing menopause. And the statistics would point towards women availing of the existing statutory framework to bring claims citing menopause. Analysis by group menopause experts found that 23 employment tribunal cases in 2021 cited menopause specifically, and that compared with 16 in 2020. And we know that some of the reported cases in this area, there have been a number of legal decisions which have found that menopause symptoms can meet the definition of disability. One such case in October 2021 that went to the Employment Appeals Tribunal, Rooney and Leicestershire City Council, found that the claimant's symptoms in that case were capable of being classed as a disability under the Equality Act. The claimant in that case was a social worker. She had long-term and severe menopause symptoms. For example, she suffered from severe exhaustion and memory loss, and she was under the care of a specialist menopause clinic. She successfully brought disability and sex discrimination and harassment claims. Then in another case in the Employment Tribunal back in 2019, A.V. Beaumarchais Limited, the claimant submitted claims of sex and age discrimination and harassment. This followed complaints of bullying and abuse by her retail manager after she became menopausal. Claims included being humiliated in front of younger staff members, being called a dinosaur, and on one occasion being criticised for failing to staple together two pieces of paper, citing it as a menopausal reason. He also refused to adjust the temperature in the shop to take account of the claimant's requirements. Despite raising issues with management, no action was taken. 
In that case, the Employment Tribunal upheld claims and awarded £18,000 in compensation for injury to feelings plus loss of earnings. Symptoms of menopause can be complex and wide-ranging, from the ones we most commonly know of, like hot flushes and sweats, but then there's also brain fog, memory loss, declining mental health, and sometimes quite severe sleep deprivation. All of these can adversely affect an employee's performance at work and increase the risk of feeling isolated and unsupported. The presence of menopause in the workplace and the growing litigation associated with it is clear from the stats. Yet research from ACAS has shown that almost one third of employers do not feel well equipped to support employees experiencing the menopause. In addressing what is a diverse, complex and highly sensitive topic, we hope that today's discussion will provide some useful insights for our listeners, both in terms of the why and the how when it comes to tackling menopause in the workplace. And with that, I'd like to come to you first, Stephanie, starting with the why With the increased number of employment tribunal cases citing menopause, the government consultation on the issue, why is this, or perhaps I should rephrase it, why must it be an important issue for employers? Well, as you said, more and more women are now in the workplace. And, you know, the over 50 is the biggest growing demographic in the workforce. Um, So it's important that this is addressed and it's taken into consideration. Um, and it's important for companies because at the basis of it, it's about your retention and recruitment of employees because it's more expensive to replace somebody. Um, if somebody walks out of your business and they're walking out with 20 years experience, um, relationship building with clients, um, experience and knowledge that you pick up because you're in the workplace, you're losing all of that if they if they leave work and one in 10 are leaving work because they're not getting supported. And that is a, you know, it's, it's a really bad statistic. It, it is, Stephanie. It, it's really shocking, you know, especially in, uh, in in the current times that we live in. What what do those going through menopause actually want from their employer in terms of support? Uh, first of all, they want to be communicated to, they want to be, you know, listened to. That's really, really important. Women themselves want to know what is actually happening to me and what can I do to manage or alleviate my symptoms. That's really important. So it's about a big education thing. The support, like we're talking about really basic stuff. It's about having sanitary products in the toilets in the workplace when you're going through, as I said at the beginning of your menopause, your period becomes very, very irregular. And that's a really big thing. And that's a simple thing. And it's very cost effective just to have sanitary products in the toilet. Thanks, Stephanie. And you, you've you've talked about the sanitary items in toilets and, and that's a very, very much an easy fix and something that can be quite quick for employers to implement. In terms of some other examples um, of good initiatives and best practice in organisations, is there anything you've seen that works particularly well, that goes down well with employees, is seen as, as, as being particularly supportive? Having the likes of like a menopause champion in the workplace is really, really good. If you think back, to mental health even 10 15 years ago it wasn't talked about in the workplace once we started addressing that issue and putting people like mental health um, first aiders in the workplace that actually is a great great support to women you know having somebody to go to talk to and sort of say I'm having this 
could that be the menopause? You know, I had a weird symptom. I had electric shocks. And that wasn't that wasn't on my radar as being a menopause symptom until I actually went and saw somebody. And they said, no, that is actually a symptom and it will go away eventually. But it's understanding what the stages are, what the symptoms are, what I can do to help alleviate and manage my symptoms. Because the biggest symptoms in the workplace for women are hot flushes, of course, because that's very visible. But tiredness and fatigue really is a big one. If you're not sleeping properly, that impacts you physically and mentally the next day. If that accumulates, that becomes really damaging. The likes of anxiety in the in the workplace, um, the brain fog. You know, I've spent, as I said, you know, there's a year out of my life where I've ran up the stairs and stood there and went, uh, what am I doing up here again? Because, you know, that memory fog is a really big issue and that can be really impactful in the workplace. And again, impact your your self-confidence that I can't do my job anymore because I can't remember you know simple things like who I'm meeting this morning or where I'm supposed to be so it's really really important that you know we give women information so they can make informed decisions. Thanks uh, Stephanie and Louise if I could just bring you in um, at this point as a member of TLT's Gender Affinity Network, you were part of the subcommittee uh, that helped to shape the menopause policy and firm strategies that we have here at TLT. What were the key objectives and challenges for the committee? I suppose just taking a step back before talking about the aims, I think it's really important to say that, you know, the committee were fully supported and sort of given power by the firm, by TLT, to really consider this topic in conjunction with HR because they, they, they did really recognise that this is an area that they need to support their employees on. And I think, you know, they, they, we all know the statistics, we've heard them before, like, you know, 10% of women who are um, uh, suffering menopausal symptoms are, are leaving the workforce or potentially 12% of the employee workforce are currently experiencing symptoms. And that can really impact career progression of women in the law um, and as such with that backdrop you know the firm were, were really um, empowering and, and let the committee really try and shape the initiatives in conjunction with HR as to what they can do to support their employees through this critical life period. So I suppose against that sort of backdrop um, th- th- there were sort of three clear aims here um, for the committee and, and looking at what sort of initiatives can they do to firstly help women understand what's going on um, and that's probably linked to the sort of taboo point that I'll talk about um, give permission to your employees to talk about it and, and seek out the support um, and, and talk to their peers and again that's also linked to the historical taboo of talking about the menopause and also doing the practical providing the right support for their workforce at that time. So looking at each of those aims, um, you know, the committee in conjunction with the relevant stakeholders, you know, they did consider, you know, what type of initiatives can they do to help their workforce understand what is happening to them? Like certainly as I was growing up and my my mother was suffering from menopausal symptoms, it wasn't talked about. I, I think there was quite a sort of cloak of secrecy and and whispers and and no one really openly talked about it. So to help from a practical point of view, um, the firm has partnered with Bupa by offering access to menopause assessments and diagnostics, um, which is funded wholly by the firm, which I'll talk about 
further in, in more detail. But another initiative is making sure, you know, they're given permission to talk about it. Part of that was actually the establishment of the menopause subcommittee. Having a committee actually focus on that is really important and as a point of guidance for people to refer to. We also wanted to try and tackle the stigma and taboo associated with menopause and talking about it by, you know, identifying that line managers play a vital role in managing the health and well-being of their team. So we've introduced line manager guidance, um, a toolkit to support effective conversations. You know, people are having these conversations with their line managers. We want to make sure, you know, they are the correct, the appropriate and the supportive conversations so everybody gets what they they can and they, they need out of these types of conversations. And then there, there's sort of other practical support that the the firm has introduced. We've introduced a menopause toolkit. There is also free access to an app called Pepe that provides a number of resources for employees to access, ranging from sort of nutritional to exercise-based related. And just on that, Louise, um, Pepe, it's, it's not something that's unique to TLT. So for our listeners, Pepe is something that they could all access and potentially uh, promote for their own employees? Yes, definitely. It's, it is not uh, just for TLT employees. It is it's an app that can be downloaded from the various stores in terms of further support. And, I, and I'm glad to say, you know, we have perhaps ticked one of Stephanie's checklists already. We, we've got a champion network that's ensuring that the HR um, personnel within TLT have received specialist training um, to improve awareness and understanding around the menopause. Um, we've also had, you know, firm-wide recognition of World Menopause Day um, and that has gathered momentum over the past couple of years with last year's World Menopause Day being marked with a firm-wide and client-included um, webinar which focused on menopause, nutrition and exercise and we've also made improvements to sort of our menopause policy and absence policy, which reflects changes and gives appropriate language, etc. That all helps break down sort of the barriers for people, or we hope it does, and and, and actually giving them the, the proper support and feeling empowered to actually talk to their line manager about what they're going through so they're not alone but also have the practical support needed to help manage the symptoms. Thanks, Louise. And I mean, you, you've mentioned on a number of occasions there about the, the taboo nature of the topic. And absolutely, I think we could all relate growing up to even our own relatives and family members and how menopause was was considered or discussed at home. And it was very much a private matter for many. In terms of opening up, um, discussion about it because obviously employee engagement is so key to um, being able to tackle menopause in the workplace effectively. Did you find that uh, people were willing to talk about the subject and their experiences? I think I would say there is now a, a far greater willingness on employees to talk about such subjects. I think certainly the World Mon- Menopause Day event that I mentioned that sort of brought it to life for a, a, a number of employees and certainly um, in our office after the event there was a lot of discussion about the menopause and symptoms and, and comments and even a number of the sort of male colleagues who attended the event, you know, the fact that they actually were there and in support 
um, and providing allyship to people within uh, the office, you know, I think that's given people permission to talk about it. Whilst I think there's still more that can be done, I think we're, we're heading in the right direction. People are more willing to talk about it. They are um, engaging and, and certainly with the introduction of the diagnostic testing there has certainly been an immediate impact certainly a number of people have contacted me separately to say they would like some more information about it and, and talking about it and some colleagues actually commenting oh I wish I'd had that whilst I was going through the menopause and and just uh, on the diagnostic testing Louise before we move on that that's something that's provided through the firm's um private medical insurance package for em- employees so again something that a lot of our listeners might be able to look into themselves with their own providers or with others but um just briefly with that diagnostic testing how does it work and you know, in terms of the benefits, you've, you've touched on the fact that it, it allows women who are persons who are menstruating and possibly having symptoms and they're not able to quite identify what it might be. It allows them to perhaps get some answers. So how does the process actually work? What happens is that, you know, they're actually assessed by a, a doctor who has been specifically trained in the menopause. Um, and I think that's really, really important. So, for a staff member who's experiencing symptoms, um, they would utilise their, their TLTs, medical insurance, and arrange at the appropriate time um, an assessment to take place with an appropriate um, menopause-trained um, GP. Um, and if the menopause assessment is confirmed, there would then be a, bes- a bespoke action plan um, designed around their personal needs. And if required, there could be a, a prescription or a blood test or a physical exam. Um, all, all really depends on the outcome of, of the initial assessment. Yeah, and of course, that's that's something that's available to to all all those who who, who are having those symptoms, and and perhaps even for those who maybe don't openly want to talk about it in the workplace. But this is still something they can privately access as part of their benefits. And um, and I mean, looking at those individuals, Stephanie, who who maybe don't want to talk about it so much. I mean, we know that not all of the voices on raising awareness of menopause have been positive. And for some, they will see this as creating a further barrier for women to progression and development in the workplace. And they may be concerned that it presents them as perhaps less capable or unemployable from a certain age. For some, they will consider it, as Louise has mentioned, to be a very private matter and something that shouldn't be discussed or brought into the workplace. Have you got any tips or guidance for employers on how they address those concerns and this subject with the sensitivity that it requires without, I suppose, ignoring it altogether out of fear of upsetting somebody or getting the wrong reaction? As I said, it's a transition and with targeted, with the right targeted support, you don't have to be talking about, you know, five, six years of going through misery. If you get there, as this, I love what you're doing um, with your company, you know, this diagnostic, um, you know, appointments for people is so, so important because part of, you know, the thing is, am I in the menopause? Am I not? Is it something else that causes worry, that causes stress, that causes anxiety, and that will impact how you do your job. So if you can get that done quickly and get onto a treatment plan that suits you, you will get you know, you will get better. But I do think that we have to be, have, as you say, have open and honest conversations, provide, you know, the support for women in the workplace. And remember, this is a transition. It's not going to last forever. And if you get the right help 
at the right time, it makes a massive, massive difference. Thanks, Stephanie. And training on this issue must be hugely important. And obviously, we've talked about the employee engagement piece and, and perhaps there might be some who will be less comfortable to, to, to step forward and, and, and take part in those discussions, but, you know, might still privately appreciate the benefits um, of employers being more aware and knowledgeable of the impact of menopause. Um, I mean, in terms of education, understanding of this topic, how important is it for employers, line managers, uh, persons in the workplace, not just those who are menstruating and will go through it? How is it important, important is it for everyone to understand and be more educated on the topic? It's, it's so, so important. You know, um, we provide line manager training because it's about them understanding. And as Louise said, you know, you are responsible for, you know, the well-being of your team and you know who you manage so understanding all that can happen and the fact of the matter is that you know some women will have quite a lot of psychological issues with this and that can be really you know impact them at work um, as I said you know the likes of your brain fog um, motivation can go down anxiety can become a big issue for a lot of women and that will impact how you work So it's understanding that. So if a line manager is trained to recognise symptoms, to be able to have a sensitive conversation and sort of say, well, here's something that we can do for you. You know, it could be flexible working. It could be, you know, uh, different things. Like if if you have a workplace that has uniforms, it could be talking to them about, well, can we have a look at how is that, you know, coping for you? You know, I always say, you know, If you have a uniform in a workplace, have women in their 40s and 50s in the room when you're picking that uniform because it's so, so important that it's breathable fabrics, they can move in it and it has layers. It can just be targeted support for that individual. You're having difficulty sleeping, um, you know, you're starting your treatment. Again, treatment mightn't kick in for maybe a month, six weeks, maybe two months if you're on HRT before you will see a difference. So maybe look at sort of saying, We'll look at giving you flexible working for the next two to three months or working from home some days a week to help you with that. That could be all that person needs, just a couple of months to get them over the initial, you know, getting their treatment sorted out, maybe getting their sleep sorted out. And that's all they need. Yeah. And of course, we know that no two people will go through the same menopause journey. It looks so different for so many different people. And that's why we really do need to have that sort of open minded understanding and well informed approach to the discussion, really, from all involved. I just want to thank you both for um, attending today and taking part in this discussion, which, you know, by no means is the end of the story. This discussion will continue to rumble on and I think it will only become bigger and more important in um, employer organisations. In terms of summarising the key takeaways, firstly, communication is key here to creating an environment where menopausal employees feel comfortable and able to seek the support and adjustments they need to manage their symptoms. Secondly, education and training will better equip your business and line managers to effectively support menopausal employees and to tackle related workplace issues in the right way. 
menopause champions who you've both mentioned are worthwhile in an organisation and they will provide employees with the dedicated point of contact for support if it's needed. And certainly this was one of the recommendations the government supported from the Women and Equalities Committee report. And thirdly, if you don't already have one, implement a, a menopause policy. I think you'd both agree that that needs to be up there on the list. And there are lots of fantastic toolkits out there, um, you know, CIPD um, and other organisations who provide access to toolkits to help employers um, start their journey in the creation of a menopause policy. And I suppose in that policy as well, it's important to make sure it's accessible to all and that it's subject to regular evaluation and review. And then fourthly, look to the resources that you already have. Um, Stephanie, I know you mentioned that some of these things are easy fixes or, you know, easy, there's, there's solutions that are already um, at your fingertips and consider how they might help. So, for example, we've talked about private medical insurance. You know, can your provider offer more help? Are there additional services that they might be able to offer at no additional cost to the to the employer? And I suppose then finally, there's no one size fits all approach to menopause. Each person's journey will look different in terms of the type and severity of symptoms and the duration. Take care then as an employer to be adaptable and flexible in the support offered to employees. And for some workplace adjustments, it may be necessary for some. Uh, for others, it won't be and they'll self-manage their symptoms. But for others, the workplace adjustments really will be vital to ensuring their continued and valuable contribution. I want to thank you both for your time today and I want to thank our listeners for tuning in. I hope you find today's episode useful. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate and review us on your podcast app. Email us at emplawpodcast at tlt.com with any feedback and questions or if you have ideas for future episodes, we would love to hear from you. You can also follow us on Twitter at tlt underscore employment. Thanks for listening. Bye. The information in this podcast is for general guidance only and represents our understanding of the relevant law and practice at the time of recording. We recommend you seek specific advice for specific cases. Please visit our website for our full terms and conditions.